from here to there. We cannot go unless we change and start to grow. Welcome to Lead, Sell, Grow, a show that helps you amplify your leadership, grow your sales, and take your life to the next level, all while being human. Here are your hosts, Eric Konovalov and Harry Spate. Harry, we have the best guests on the show. I swear to you, we have the best guests. Today, we have a leader who specializes in increasing sales, improving closing ratio, building client loyalty, maximizing team productivity, and becoming unstoppable experts on the phone. That's what he does for his clients. He's a master trainer and workshop facilitator. He's the author of Sell Naked on the Phone. Global Gurus just ranked him number one sales professionals guru for 2020. And there are some impressive names on that list, Harry. He is number one. He is the founder of Peachy and Peachy, a sales training and coaching firm. He's the host of the Sales Edge podcast. Welcome to the show, Joe Peachy. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm really looking forward to this. You guys are kind of like cut from the same cloth I am. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. So let me tell you guys how we met because uh, we interviewed Daryl Amy. And at the end of the interview, I was talking to Daryl. He said, you got to meet this guy, Joe Peachy. I said, okay, sure. And like everyone else, I look on LinkedIn, found Joe, very interesting. I send a LinkedIn connection request. An hour goes by and my phone is ringing from Florida. I pick up. Hello, is this Eric? Yep. This is Joe Peachy. Listen, you reached out and said you want to connect with me. This is how I connect. I don't connect on LinkedIn. I connect on the phone. And right there, Harry, I fell in love with Joe. Joe, I fell in love with you from that point on. <laughs> you know, LinkedIn is our number one way to generate leads, but that's what it does. It generates leads. I take it offline and I pick up the phone and we start the process. That's great. Not a lot of people do that, though. Why do you think that is? Oh, that a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. They don't know how. They don't know why. And they have fears built up, and they've actually read the wrong stuff about the phone is dead. Tell me about that. So in your experience, um, one of the reasons your workshops are slightly different is day three in your sales workshop, you're actually having people make calls. Yeah, uh, what we decided when we opened up Peachy and Peachy as a training company, we looked at the things that salespeople struggled with. We knew they struggled with messaging, but they really struggled with getting quality appointments. And so we said we were going to be unique at getting appointments. That's not all we do. That's not all we train. But the uniqueness of what we do is we do application-based. So whether I go into a corporation or people come to our boot camp, I hate the word workshop, no offense. My bad. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. <laughs> it, it, it's, workshop is for like good stuff. And our boot camp is just what it is. You roll up your sleeves and you get after it. And so whether it's our boot camp or I go in corporate training, if I work with somebody privately in sales, if they don't want to pick up the phone to book appointments, I'm probably not their guy, okay? Because I believe the phone is the most competitive tool in the 21st century. Wow, that's awesome. So what are you seeing when you're going into sales organizations and you're 
do you work with the sales teams? You're working with their leaders. How does that work? Uh, a lot of sales trainers who are smarter than Joe usually work from the top down. And I think that's great. Their motivation, their strategy, their big picture. That's all great stuff. What we do is we work from the bottom up because you got a nanosecond to prove your worth in the 21st century. So if I come into your company or you come into our boot camp, or I'm working with you privately, and within 48 hours, we're booking real appointments, closing real business, then the heat rises. And that's when you'll ask me to the table and say, can you help us with our process? You know, results are what we're paid for in life. So we like to lead with what people can quantify. And what they can quantify is, is this a real appointment? And does this go to market? Man, that is awesome. So do you have them come in with leads, like their own leads, or are they finding that throughout the three days? Well, one of the things we do is we have 21 ways we generate leads. All right? It's just like once you can sell and once you can deliver, the rest of your life is lead generation, right? That's right. But what we do is we give them homework and we give them some ideas, but we say to them, please don't bring any names of people you've already sat down with. We don't care if they're cold, but we want them to bring in 50 names and numbers. And we work a script. And, you know, people all the time, they're going, well, you know, my people don't like scripting. Well, I can tell you this right now. The best actors in the world, Stallone, Pacino, Brando, all the great Italian actors, they worked off of scripts. But they knew their script. Okay. Knew their script. And so we work on their messaging, how to navigate the gatekeeper, how to get return phone calls. And in our last boot camp, of the 20 people, 16 of them had never dialed out unless it was a requested call or a warm lead or a referral. Well, we made 425 calls. We book 101 appointments. We have a 71% conversion for people picking up the phone to appointment. 92% we got through the gatekeeper. We got about 60 return phone calls during the training. And these are people that don't do this, which says it's not about attitude. It's not about charisma. It's not about talent. It's about processes, communications, and skills. Man, that is really good. All right, we kind of dove into it. So take us back. You're Right now you're in Florida, but to me you sound like you're a New Jersey guy, and I know you're a New Jersey guy. Yeah, I left Jersey in 68, but Jersey never left me, you know? Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and we're happy for that. Well, yeah. Dawn and I, Dawn is my wife. We've been together 49 years. We've been in business wow. together since 1992. That's a series in itself. Uh, how you do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've moved, I was a football coach for 20 years and football coaches are hired to be fired. So we had suitcases packed all the time. <laughs> uh, we, that was a good prerequisite for business. Yep. In 1992, we were losing everything, absolutely everything. We were $350,000 medical debt and we signed up part-time in a direct sales business. Nobody taught us how to sell. Everything was schmoozing. 
and you know, talk to your friends and family. Well, I wasn't, I didn't have the kind of personality where I had a whole lot of that, you know? And, <laughs> and so I had to learn how to cold call and how to generate leads. And in five years, we paid everything off. That's so That's awesome. Amazing. What and were you selling? We were actually, we had gotten into the Amway business and didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. I mean, I knew nothing about network marketing. I just knew this. We were broke. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to fight our way out and we had to learn skills and they were not teaching skills. So were you speaking on stages for Amway, just sharing your success and that's how the speaking career took off? Well, because we went fast, <laughs> they, they stuck a microphone in our face and said, yep. tell them what you do. Now that was our entry point to the speaking world. We were not, uh, polished speakers. In fact, I came across as a till of the hunt, you know, <laughs> and I thought that was highly effective at that time. But what happened was, you know, whatever you don't quit, you'll eventually get better. So we were building the business and because direct marketing, you ha if you're going to speak, we would do keynotes on the weekend, but then during the week we would do training. We mastered both skill sets. So then what happened, we were very successful, paid off our debt, we're full-time. And about 2003, we were at a convention in um, Canada, speaking to about 10,000 people. And I looked at my wife and I said, it's time to move. Let's take Peachy and Peachy and make it a 100% speaking, coaching, training, consulting company. That sounds really good. But most speakers, coaches, trainers, and consultants are great on stage but they lack the ability to get clients. So that's the ability we had because we decided when we were sitting in that room, the only thing we would speak and coach and train on is what we do to grow our own business. All right. So if you ask me, can you do this? If we don't do it, we're not training on it. The first month we made more money than we had ever made in four months doing anything else in our life. And we had a full-time business. <laughs> and so from that point on, it was our training, speaking, coaching business was our only income. And uh, it started out, it's funny because in our speaker boot camp that Larry was at, we lay out the evolution of our business. And the first year, we didn't have materials. We didn't have beautiful PowerPoints. We didn't have a brand. We didn't have any of the bells and whistles and we made six figures and everybody laughs at our materials, you know, or lack but thereof, we, but we could sell and deliver. Mm -hmm. So it's now over. we got all the beautiful stuff and you know, and all that. But the bottom line is I believe everybody, if they're going to open up a company should sell first before they brand, before they spend money on marketing, because then when they sit down with a professional, okay, a marketing professional, whatever, they can answer the hard questions. What do you do? How do you do it? What's your, you know, what's your value who, problem? Who do you do it for? <laughs> who do you do it for? So what, all right, take us back to you guys, you know, you're in Canada. You said, this is what we're doing. I want to know about the first call you made and the first, the first job you booked. What was that like? What did you say? <laughs> Who'd you call? It's funny. Harry, take notes. 
<laughs> my wife knew this woman at church, just knew her, not like friends. Her husband had a janitorial supply company. And my wife had gotten certified in DISC, the model of human behavior. Yeah. I picked up the phone. I said, hey, Dutch, this is Joe Peachy. Got a minute? And he, he didn't know me from Adam's house cat. I said, I think our wives know each other. He goes, okay. I said, look, my wife specializes in reducing conflict, increasing productivity with internal teams. He goes, I already got a guy who, uh, I said, Dutch, one question. Would it be worth 15 minutes if I could show you how to make your team more productive and keep more money? <laughs> that got us a meeting. I sold my wife doing a one-day communications training. Now, she goes and does the training, right? And she mentions to them, you ought to have my husband talk to you guys. He teaches people how to use the phone. So right after she got done, I called him up. I said, did she hit the mark? He goes, no, she shattered the mark. Oh, great. I said, so where do we go from here? He said, I'm firing the guy I'm using. I'd like to have her back. <laughs> he said, I'm one condition. What? You come with her. I'm sitting in the back of the room. This is where it started. This is the truth. This is so true. It's scary true. We're sitting in the back of the room. I got the owner on this side. I got the vice president over all sales on this side. And my wife is doing her thing. And the owner goes, your wife says that you're good at teaching people how to use the phone. I said, that's a ball-faced lie. I teach people how to get results on the phone. He and the, they dragged me to the coffee maker. I didn't know how to do a proposal. We didn't have, we had nothing, guys. This is how oh it started. Goodness. We didn't have business cards. We were not pretty. <laughs> we didn't have a brand. We didn't have a contract. We didn't have a PowerPoint. We didn't have a projector. He says to me, now, this is not how I sell now. I've gotten cleaner and nicer. He goes, bottom line, what are we talking? I said, two days of training, $1,000 an hour plus materials. I just, I shot from the hip. <laughs> I didn't know how to price. I didn't know how to do nothing. And he goes, send me a proposal. Dawn and I leave. I said, do you have any idea how to write a proposal? <laughs> he goes, no, but you can Google anything. We go find a template proposal. We put, we line item all the results. Uh. <laughs> we, we hit send and I have a policy. If I send you a proposal, I call you up immediately. And I go, hey, Harry, I don't want any decision, but the proposal is on your email. Can you make sure you got it and you can open the attachment? Mm-hmm. You know how many proposals and contracts are sitting on people's email right now? Not mine. I got a bunch of them in my Not email. Mine. <laughs> right. Not mine. <laughs> he opens and he goes, I can open it. I said, did I hit the mark? He goes, yeah, what's our next move? I said, a 50% deposit. 
Nice. <laughs> the guy gives me his card for eight grand. Yeah. Wait. Jackpot. Wait, and I pretend this is an everyday deal. Remember, right, this is our first one. This is the this is our first one. This is not like now. Yeah. I closed the NFL on a cold call. This is not that. You know, I closed Homeland Security on a cold call. This is not that. <laughs> I'm talking the beginning. So he says, when can you do it? So we don't have any materials, guys, in those days. We show up. They got 18 people. We use their pads, their flip charts, their pens. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> couple we were of rookies. really slick, man. We didn't have a uniform. We didn't. And we trained. But here's what we knew. We knew our methodology. It wasn't laid out yet, but we knew it. We knew how to build out value propositions. We knew how to build out messaging. We knew how to build out communication styles. I knew how to get people on the phone and coach them live. And then we knew how to do selling meetings. We trained the first day. Second day comes. This is where the rubber meets the road. We I put a big hunk of paper up on a wall and we chart everything. Everything we do, we chart. Numbers of calls, appointments, no answers, no's, morons, the whole thing. <laughs> now, the reason why you put moron is if somebody gets a moron that rips them, everybody yells moron, and it diffuses the tension. Mm -hmm. So, about the person's on the phone? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like a call center. We spread, it's, we spread them out. Mm -hmm. But this one woman walks in. Never forget, Linda. No, Kathy. She's very slow-paced, people-oriented, very shy. She's crying, shaking. I put my hand in her hand when you're allowed to touch people in the old days. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you're going to be great at this. She goes, why? I said, because I'm the best that's ever done this, and I'm going to help you. Her third call, she booked the Hard Rock Cafe. All the hard-nosed guys in the building tried to get in there, could never get in there, because she sat there and read a script. We booked 113 real appointments. We got six no's. Wow, and that's incredible. When it was over, my wife was in the back of the room. She said, my whole demeanor changed. We finished the training. They gave us the next eight grand, stuck it in my pocket. We got in the car. We drove around the corner. I stopped the car, and I started laughing. I went, game is over. I said, we found a uniqueness in the marketplace. So that's not the only thing we trained, but that is a uniqueness that has, as we built our business, it has gotten us into so many companies. So that's where it started. That's an <laughs> that's amazing so awesome. story. So what do you think about, I mean, so you must see all kinds of people that come in and outthink themselves, right? That just say, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have anything. And I got to get all this stuff first before they ever even think about either making a sales call or starting a business. Everything has to be just perfect. And this is right. your story. Right. So what do you say to that for those who are looking for close to perfection before they even start the brand, 
you know, all the materials, you name it. I don't know that you can tell people how they should think. I think where it really starts with what is it they want as an end result? In other words, how much money do they want this business to generate? Then when do they really want it to start generating money? See, the when is the catalyst for movement. Okay. Yeah. And then why is it they, they want what they say they want? Then when I'm working with that type of person, we're going to create what I call a list of non-negotiables. Non-negotiables are the first things people negotiate with because they're not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> wait a minute. So non-negotiables are the first things people neg negotiate, negotiate with. <laughs> All and right, that's why yeah, we that's create non-negotiables. Now, but I will tell you something else. I'm not for everybody. Okay. Yeah. I'm for people that have decided they're ready to move. I can, in other words, I'm not, I'm not going to push a noodle. Yeah. It's hard to do. I will not sell training, speaking, or coaching unless they can deliver to me what they want as a measurable result. When they can do that, we're ready to go to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I'm not going to wrestle with them. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not a life coach, as you can right. tell. You know, I, that, that gene was left out of me. <laughs> I'm performance. I'm execution. And if I have to talk to people about getting up in the morning, that's not my market. Mm -hmm. Right. My market is with people that have decided. I mean, those 20 people that came to the sales boot camp, but I'm going to tell you what. They were, in their, they were ready 10 minutes before. And, and they were ready to rock because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were probably the first live training event in Florida. Yeah, it's nice. I didn't talk them into it. Yeah. Uh, when I talk to people about our business of speaking, training, and coaching, what I say to them is I specialize in helping speakers, coaches, and trainers take their talent and intellectual property and make money with it. Now, if they don't want to make money as speakers, trainers, and coaches, that's not my target market. Yeah. So I'm so strong with my value proposition that the people that are going to work, like my wife is ranked in the top 10 on LinkedIn to follow. She's not a social media expert. She has taken LinkedIn and made it an outbound tool for us, make, made it more and I don't send notes out like I think we should get together. And you, I, it's just not me. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm going to be like Larry talks about authentic. Me being authentic is politely direct. Okay. Okay. Explain that. And so LinkedIn is 32% of our biggest paying clients are coming from LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So what was the message that you sent out being politely direct? When I called you, was I politely direct? <laughs> you were awesome, but that wasn't a LinkedIn message. No, I don't send messages out. I make contact as quickly as possible. I'm going to take a prospect lead offline as quickly as possible. Got okay? it. Yeah. So if somebody hears me on a podcast and sends me a message, I'm going to call them. 
-hmm. Now, I'm not going to convince them. I'm not going to talk them into things. I'm going to be politely direct about what I do for my clients. If they want to have a conversation, great. And if not, it's still great. Think about something. You guys are two war horses. Think about how many meetings you've done in your life that you wish you hadn't spent the time with. Shitload. <laughs> I haven't had a cancellation, a no-show, or a waste of time meeting in 10 years. Wow. Because when I sit with somebody, whether it's Zoom, face-to-face, -face, it's their idea for the meeting. Mm -hmm. That's a, a great position to be in. Didn't, I'm sure it didn't happen overnight, right? but I, I just love the story going back to 2003, where you're, here's the other question I've got for you on that. Did you have the vision before you got started as to what the end game was going to be? I'd like to tell you that I put on this big whiteboard, we're gonna, I'm going to be the number one, I didn't even know what global gurus had. <laughs> Here's what, I, here's what I have. I said to my wife, this is how much money we want to make by this date, and this is why. Now, what's our plan of action to get us there? That's the kind of vision I had. Yeah, straight. When I talk vision, I have to be able to quantify the end result. You know, when people say, well, my dream is to be successful. What does that mean? Right? but I have to have a tangible result to attach it to. What if it's people who say, you know, my dream and goal is to help other people. I'll just ask them, do you want to make a living with that? Harry? I've heard of people that say yes. <laughs> I've heard gotta, certain people say yes. You've got to answer that question. Yeah, are, are you planning Most on making a living by helping other people? I know this friend of mine that keeps saying yes to that. Okay. Yes. Then how much money do you have to make? That's, I ask them yeah, that question. Exactly. How much money do you need to generate for that, for you to be able to do this? Of course. And then they go, well, is your plan of action, is your business model built to do that? Mm -hmm. Now, when I ask those type questions, one of two things happen. The meeting's over or we proceed. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> What's a business model? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we've had, best-selling authors and really successful speakers come to our business of speaking, training, and coaching. And on day one, we teach them how to create a business model. We teach them how to create their value proposition, how to determine how they want to deliver. And I've had incredibly gifted speakers go, man, I, I didn't know this. And that doesn't mean they're not smart. And it just meant that they were looking at the speaking, training, coaching world from the creative side. Okay. Uh, look, we sell for the right to help people. You know, if our business is not solvent, we got to go do something else. That's so great. It sounds like a, lo a lot of guys, and I'm speaking from personal experience, you publish a book, you get out there, you speak that you almost look at the celebrities like Tony Robbins and try to mimic what they're doing. And that ends up, you know, we get focused on the wrong stuff. How many likes am I getting on social media? How many followers I have? None of that shit puts money in your pocket. 
<laughs> and what you're doing is you're saying, I had a goal to make an X amount of money with my business. Now I can figure out what kind of business do I need to have to make this money? You know, you said something really, really good, which is we compare. I mean, at some point in time, you have to turn off some of the music. You have to decide, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it the right way? Now, turn off what the competitors are doing and go get it and assess on the way. Social media is a blessing and a curse. Blessing is that it allows a Joe and Dawn Peachy to play and compete with people that have 50, 60, 200, 300 employees, that's great. The curse is that everybody with a video camera and a microphone is now a, an expert on social media. And so people watch this and they go, what's wrong with me? You know, how can this person, these, nobody knows anybody's backstory. Okay, nobody really knows the truth of how someone has gotten where they've gotten, but they tell you the story they want you to know. That's right. right? And so some big time speakers walked out of a corporation with that brand attachment. And that's great. I think that's great. Some people happen to be speaking somewhere and somebody in the audience went, I'm, I'm going to bless this guy. I want them everywhere in the world. And that's great. So we can compare, you know, I'm not saying don't do research, but at some point we have to decide, can my message, can my business model take me where I want to go? Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Wow. So is it still just you and your wife that are running the show? Yeah, but we just opening up a, a second business, which will be a sister business. Uh, our Sales Edge podcast, of course, is free, but we're getting ready to launch a whole nother dimension of the podcast world. My wife is actually project managing that because here's something else. I will never take my eye off the ball. I will always sell and I do all of the sales training. I do all the travel training. So to a fault, I'm so focused that I probably have missed opportunities. But when this thing happened, this Corona thing, and so many people didn't know what to do, and we lost a boatload of money in one week, it didn't take us long. In fact, it took us five minutes to pivot and head off and get all the money back in 30 days. Way to go. Because we locked down our process. We knew we needed to deliver more virtually a lot of things. We did not cancel our boot camps. We just moved them out to where we felt legally we could do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't believe the world will stay virtually only. People need people. I don't believe live training will all be virtual. I do believe conferences will come back one day. Uh, 2008, when the entire world imploded and a lot of speakers, coaches, and trainers 
either went part-time, partnered up with other people, or lost their businesses, that year we tripled our business. And Harry's wondering, well, how? Yeah, exactly. Because I had eight non-negotiables I did not negotiate with. <laughs> Personally, you mean? Business. Tell us about it. Well, our eight non-negotiables are very simple. And I mean, they're very simple. First thing you have to start with is clarity. And I, I alluded to that when I said, Joe and Dawn Peachy knew what we wanted, when we wanted, and why we wanted. The second part of eight non-negotiables is you have to be ambitious and you have to have self-discipline. Because success five years from now will be determined more on what you say no to than what you say yes to. Joe Peachy has no problem saying no. On top of that, we have to be communications experts. Now, we took the DISC model human behavior to a different level. It's more application of behaviors because nobody's the same tomorrow than they are today. And so we take in every aspect of business and apply that with communication styles. But then there's four things on top of that, the top four. And this is what most people negotiate with, Harry. I'm listening. Every day, Joe Peachy generates leads. Seven days a week, I'm generating leads. Every day, Joe Peachy's making X amount of outbound telephone calls. Every day. What's Every your day. Then, what people call sales presentations, I call a core story. And that is the single most important thing you will measure in business. How many quality meetings am I doing a month with the intent to start the selling process? And that core story is 80% the client speaking, 20% the salesperson speaking. And the fourth one is priority and time management. Now, those are the eight non-negotiables. That's what we do to weather COVID. That's what we did to weather 9-11. That's what we did to, to weather 2008. That's what we do in every circumstance. But I was a football coach for 20 years, and football coaches are amazing because they lose a game on Saturday, and they say to their coaching staff, tomorrow we're going back to the basics. Well, if the basics are so important, why did we leave them? My eight non-negotiables are nothing to revelational. They're basics. Most people leave the basics. So did I answer your question? Yeah, I got a follow-up, though, with um, how many calls do you make? And when you say a prospect every single day, what's your target Like um, when you're generating leads? First of all, how many outbound calls I make a week, never less than 150. I do not count follow-up calls. I do not count coaching calls. I do not count kumbaya calls. Okay. I don't do a lot of those. All right. I do not count keeping up with client calls. I'm talking about calls that I'm making outbound to book appointments to start the selling process. Now, if you're talking to a professional salesperson, they might say, well, that's not a lot got to understand i'm also the one who does the training 
No, that's okay. that's a good amount. So what's your schedule, Joe? I mean, sounds like time management. I get up at three thirty every morning because nice. I'm a nutcase, not because <laughs> I have to. Okay. You didn't know you had a nutcase today. I, know, oh, I knew scary. I had a nutcase. We only invite nutcases on right. this show. Well, that's true. I that, feel good. That's our non-negotiable. I feel like I'm surrounded with them. <laughs> yeah. I get on oh, a stationary bike and drink 16 ounces of lemon water. Okay. And that start, starts today, every yeah. day. All right. And I get my mind right. And then shower, shave, protein shake. And it depends what's going on. If I'm training, I'm in the training room at 4.35 o'clock already. All right? If it's not a training day, if it's a sales day, buddy, when the bell rings at 8 o'clock, I'm dialing. Okay? It, you know, read all these books. Well, you know, statistics say you should only make phone calls from Tuesday to Thursday from 10 to 2. <laughs> I book my most meetings on Monday morning. I close my most contracts on Friday afternoon after four o'clock. Awesome. Yeah. I just never read that book. Yeah, it's a good thing. Well, well the lazy salesperson wrote that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the salesperson that reads that book and he says, I can only make calls from 5 p.m. to 5.20 p.m. because that's when people listen. So I've got nothing to do for the rest of the day other than check my emails and start the internet. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> You know, I had a friend who used to walk around, he talked to himself, and he'd always say, when all is said and done, more is said than done. <laughs> For sure. This is going to be controversial, but Harry likes this stuff anyway, I can tell. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And the problem in our industry, the sales, the, the speaking, coaching, training, consulting, podcasting, communications, whatever you want to call what we do, about 90% of the people are speaking on stuff they don't do. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. We're information brokers. But when it comes to sales, of all the subjects, salespeople can see through that. If I'm not selling, I'm not going to train sales. I got to know what's going on. And, and and so I think, like Larry says, to be authentic, you have to live what you do. So, you know, I think one of the uniquenesses about our business is that we only train what we do. So I don't have to go, well, let me think about that for a second, right? Uh -huh. uh, right. I know what it's like to get gatekeeper after gatekeeper after gatekeeper. I know what it's like to be put off. It took me eight years to get NAI Real Vest Caldwell Banker. Eight years. I don't throw them away. I don't hammer them, but I never stop following up. Yeah, that's great. You know, I was yeah. thinking like in the beginning of my sales career, when sales trainers came in, I was very eager to listen to the sales trainers. But then after a while, I started rolling my eyes with sales trainers and started seeing agenda right that they had agendas and then i started losing all faith in sales training because yeah. everyone has their own agenda you strike me as a little bit different with what you just said i don't have an agenda i'm not everything i do i'm not there to upsell every one of our trainings in and of itself delivers more than the people came for Mm -hmm. So if I go into a corporation and I'm doing training, I'm not going to do the hard upsell or 
if they want me back or if they want to retain me for coaching, it's based on the results I deliver. Results, yeah. It's so, okay? it's so refreshing. And, and again, I, I had a sales trainer say to me, you do what? You do, you do like you get them in a room and you do role play? I go, no, no, no. We do real play. He said, oh, so you get on a phone and do a call. I go, no, I'm not afraid of phone. I can make a call. I called all of them to get them in the room. I said, <laughs> I got to get them on the phone. They have to defeat the lion while they're with me. Yeah. That's a great analogy. I'm going to tell you, the atmosphere is unbelievable. Because on day three, I got all, you know, I, I do the coffee and the Danish and the bagels like the old days. And nobody touches them before we make calls. And then when we're done, it's like ravenous. They're so <laughs> fired up and they're relieved and they're excited. But they so they're all sick got to their stomach at first, right? <laughs> they all got appointments. And now yeah. they've mastered the hardest part of sales. So, Joe, can you give us a little sneak peek for the, for the salespeople who are listening and just wondering, what the hell does he do in that room? What does he tell them to say? What's the talk track? Can we get a oh, I'm not, I'm not good. I can't, I can't give a script for a couple of reasons. Number one, that's what you pay for. But number two, every person has a different target market and their, their script is based on their target market. So I can tell you the most intense day of our training is not the day we do the calls. It's the day before because we take them to levels of depth of understanding and messaging that they've never been at before. And so when they pick up that phone, they're going, this isn't hard. I've never said it was hard. You know, I'm negotiating with one of the largest uh, insurance companies in the world right now about developing a licensing agreement for them to translate my content. And th this was like just one of those things. I just picked mm -hmm. the phone up and, uh, and so we're on the call, and it's a conference call. The head of their training in South America, and and the head of division here, and and then the the man who's over all international. At the end, he goes, "Joe, I got to ask you a question. Is this your personality and your drive?" I go, "Absolutely not. This is." I said, "You cannot teach personality. You cannot teach talent. You can't teach drive. You can't teach charisma." but you can teach processes, skills, and communication. And that's why this works. You know, more important than me being ranked number one in the world, our sales training program has been ranked number one in the world. Okay. Wow. Now that means people have voted because <laughs> I'm not paying anybody, right? I don't pay any money for advertising. Uh, Congratulations. That is such That's a huge. great, great uh, recognition that others are giving you. Well-deserved. Well, can I give your guests a free gift? Please. Yeah. All right. And us too. Yeah. yeah. The host. The host wants the free guests. All right. Gifts. I want everybody to take out their phone. All right. And type I, I in, texted. you're going to send to 55678. And you're going to send to the word sales edge. So the, the message on the bottom will be sales edge has to be one word. Some iPhones will break it up. Five, but five, six, seven, five, eight. five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Now when you send that, it'll take you to a link 
it'll take you to a splash page. It working for you guys? Well, I'm a little slow. That's okay. Yeah, I already did that. <laughs> All right. Now, once you do that, there's going to, okay. once you get to the, the picture of Dawn and I, yeah, you're going to scroll down and you're going to have two free eBooks. One is on LinkedIn and one is on sales. Yep. There's also a video and there's also links to our podcast on the bottom. It's Spotify, it's Stitcher, it's, it's Google, it's, it's all the, it's all of them. Now, the gifts you're going to get are those free downloads, but also our podcast comes out every Tuesday, every Thursday called Sales Edge. Uh, it's not life coaching. Uh, it's, it's very business only. We don't talk politics, religion. We don't talk anything. Oh, Strictly no fun. business, growth, <laughs> sales, marketing. It's for people that want to take their game to another level. Okay. And we're having guests now. You guys will be on mine. I'll, I want to get you guys on mine. And uh, we're honored. We are so honored. And so Let's go. Were you, able to, uh, were you able to get through there, Larry? All right, so I'm Harry. And so I yeah. typed in five, five, six, six seven, seven, eight. Yeah, and then the, the message weird. on the bottom is the word sales edge, one word. Okay. Oh, one word. Yeah. Yeah. If okay. it's breaking it up, put quotes around it. Yeah. So I, if, I, if you break it up into two words, it brings me to someone else's site. I know. And I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that ain't right. That person is a clown. Well, He's not Joe Peachy, ladies and gentlemen. No. We want that guy. Yeah. So that's a free gift for you, okay? And there's a lot of great content on there. We're having guests. It's, it's just right now it's only audio. We will be doing video within the next month. Uh, uh, the, the one thing about Dawn is, and I is we don't have to have everything in place to go to market. I love that. And we're not, we're not afraid to make mistakes and we've made a boatload. Yep. All right. So I see what I was doing on my phone, ladies and gentlemen, I was letting my stupid iPhone auto correct, but now I've got it and I've got your picture and your beautiful wife. So if you scroll down and you can get the, the eBooks. Okay. Okay. And you can, Sign up for our podcast. Oh, we would yes, appreciate great. that. And is this this phone number your direct line? That's my cell phone. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> That's great. It ends in two two five nine zero. Buddy, my phone number is ever. I had a guy from New York. I was on the phone with him. And he goes, Joe, do I have permission to give out your number? I said, I tell you what, go get one of those planes and get the flag <laughs> behind it, put my number on it, and fly it around New York. <laughs> That's how I am. Yeah. My number is everywhere. My wife's like, why are you giving people your personal number? I'm like, because I want them to call me. <laughs> I'm in the business of selling and talking to people. They yeah, should what, have my phone number. Joe called me. keeping it a secret? <laughs> right, I don't know. <laughs> well, because, you know, I'm not, my, I have a very beautiful young looking wife. And I bet if she had her phone number out, uh, there'd be some on the, you know, un, unwanted calls. Me, I don't have that problem. People usually don't want to call me. So I figure I'd invite them to call. <laughs> I don't wait for anybody to call me. Everything I do is outbound. I love it. What else can I do for you two gentlemen today? 
Man, this was this was great, Joe. So how can people find you besides the texting? All right. Is there you got that one way? Another mm -hmm. one is anybody who wants to have a complimentary cup of Joe, call me at 407-947-2590. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Joe Peachy, P-I-C-I, -I, and you'll see me. I'm pointing at you and I'm dressed in black. Or you can go to our website, www.piciandpici.com. Or just yell out the window. I respond to everything. <laughs> wow. Joe, this has been an honor. Uh, hopefully, our listeners will come see you because you've added tremendous value to us and your story is incredible. And uh, Harry is speechless without speech. I am there. totally speechless. Yeah. It's been awesome <laughs> having you. I will have you guys on the show individually, I will tell you. And yeah. uh, uh, j we're just trying to get our video cranked up, and, and then we want you to come on. But, guys, if I can ever be of service to you or your audience, let me know. What legacy yeah. are you leaving behind? What's that? What legacy are you leaving behind? To my kids? My grandkids? To the world. To hmm? the world. To the world. Teach them how to fight. How to stop making excuses. How to stop thinking that everybody owes them something. I believe everybody should take a bar of soap where they shave or put on their makeup and write, never make an excuse. Okay. And, and live by that and we'll all be fine. It's just awesome. From here to there, you're going to grow because you've listened to our show. If you like our podcast vibe, don't be a stranger. Hit subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to join the B2B Sales Secrets Facebook group and we'll see you on the next episode.